I think the people who are really behind the push to bring back a straight six is the company that sells oil filter adapters and exhaust manifolds. Yeah, they've been going broke since the 4.0 went out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. So on top of uh, the uh, the thing that we've been asking you to do, which is go out there and tell everybody about the Jeep Talk Show, we want more listeners because it gives us the ability to do more things, more things that we can bring to you, the listener. So uh, on top of that, we're going to try something new. We're going to start up a, uh, well, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, Josh, a, a how to uh, find an off-road place the to Jeep learn. Jeep Talk Show School. I no, like that. Not, we're not taking you to class, but we kind of are. We're going to be doing seminars coming up on a monthly basis here in the very near future, focused strictly on, on educating you, the new Jeeper, uh, or new Jeepers out there, or really anybody who's interested in, in off-roading and, uh, and who hasn't done it before, or who is very new and looking to, uh, to expand their education uh, and, and their skill set. And we're going to be uh, teaching you guys of, as far as what to expect when going in and seeking out uh, off-road education uh, in some of these off-roading classes and stuff, and what you might be, be expecting to, to see and experience during some of these educational courses. So do you sell Jeeps? I mean, maybe you sell other things, but maybe you're a salesman or you have uh, a, a Jeep dealership and you're selling a Jeep to somebody and they say, you know, this is my first Jeep. I'd really like to learn how to go off-roading but they're concerned about where to find it, where to go. They don't really know what they what to ask. They feel kind of dumb. Well, you can direct them to the Jeep Talk Show seminar, and we'll be there to answer their questions, tell them what to expect, and even uh, hook them up with a, uh, hopefully, we got we got a lot of work to do, but hopefully find somebody local in their area to set them up to do an off, actual off-road, because that's really the only way you're going to learn uh, how to wheel your Jeep is to get out there and do it. But we're going to kind of be the bridge between uh, getting you where you're interested in doing it, but you're not sure if you want to do it, to getting you out there and just showing you how easy it is to use that expensive thing that you got. And and even if you never go off-roading, you'll know how to use it to get yourself uh, out of dangerous situations. Absolutely. It's always better to have a, a better skill set or, or, or a more diverse skill set. Even if you don't intend on using it, uh, it's kind of like insurance. Think of it like that way. It's a, it's a nice golden parachute to keep you out of trouble. Hey, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. How we doing, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be telling you what Jeep doors and donuts have in common. And there's a new deal between Jeep's parent company and a big name everybody will recognize. Do you know who it is? We'll find out who is it and what it will all mean. And later, we pick up where we left off in Tech Talk with Speaker Selection. Hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, or should I say Drama Mama? And Jeep Life (laughs) with Jeep Mama is back on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. 
<laughs> I'm Tony, and I'm not j- drama mama. Thank God I'm not a, a, not in a drama situation <laughs> other than my own making. I'll be interviewing Steve with Power Tank. Yeah, that Power Tank. Uh, so if you're concerned about uh, maybe the entry price on getting a Power Tank, well, after my conversation, after listening to my conversation with Steve, you might uh, do what John Lee did and go ahead and uh, get that instead of a compressor. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Damn it, why is Hillary Clinton on my show notes? (laughs) (laughs) That picture is great, though. Uh, A DOT-approved OEM two-door alternative. We'll just call them donuts. In a patent published published just two days ago, FCA, now Stellantis, has had donut doors in mind for the Wrangler since at least May of 2017. The patent in question was applied for over three years ago, but it's just now seeing the light of day. Simply titled, Automobile. It's not even a technical patent. It simply lays out some aesthetics in a series of images, not even mentioning the word door, though. The only language used to describe what we see is, quote, the ornamental design for an automobile as shown and described. Yeah, it's pretty vague. Now, if you remember, though, the Jeep uh, Jeep debuted a similar design in the switchback concept shown at the 2017 Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah. Jeep also presented the new JL body truck with these new doors all the way back in 2018, although they never made it into production. Unlike the patent images, however, these doors were only seen on the two-door Wrangler, not the four-door. They also aren't visually similar to what we saw back in 2018. In the official reveal of the 2018 Wrangler JL, Mike Manley, then CEO of Jeep, stood on stage with a black Jeep flanked in the background by two hill-climbing Wranglers, a yellow one on the right and a red one on the left, the red Wrangler having the see-through donut-style door in question. Now, that design's openings was much smaller and didn't have as much of a recessed body roll into the opening as this current design does. Although these doors likely won't ever be a factory option, they will, however, more likely be seen as a dealer option if they ever come to fruition at all, or a part of a door package option that may include half doors, these doors, and maybe full doors as well. Seems like a lot to hang on the wall in the garage though, right? Either way, this door design would definitely not come with any kind of a window, save for one that would be unfolded and velcroed into place maybe. A nice summer, only doorless alternative, but not one that I think will see many orders. What do you guys think? You know, um, this reminds me of the doors I really, really like from Best Top uh, for the JKs, the JKs and the JKUs. And I think, looking at this picture that is in the show notes, the host show notes, and will be available on our uh, website, jeeptopshow.com, for this uh, this episode, um, I think that, that the Best Tops look a lot better than these. Now, this you're is, talking about this the is ones a- that... The, the, the best top doors that, that kind of have like a recessed panel in them, right? It kind of, it's kind of set into the door sh- uh, shape a little bit. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there was something about it. This, this just looks like a, maybe it's just me. I like bigger holes or something. I, it just seems like these holes oh, are no, smaller. They had, re- they had removable panels inside. I think they even had a, uh, uh, like a, uh, a screen version or, or something like yes, that. I, I, yes, that I, does I, sound right. Exactly, but yeah, kind of like a tube door, kind of like a donut door, way more open than what these are, uh, and with a removable panel and a upper window section that is also removable as well, kind of like your standard uh, uh, soft top doors. Trying yeah, to, cool stuff. Uh, trying to get in the best top here to have a look at them now, but uh, I'm being uh, 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 Broncos are being thrown in front of me, uh, which oh, is uh, no. 
<laughs> so yeah, if you've got a Bronco friend that says, "Oh no, Jeep is just copying Bronco. They're, Jeep's copying Ford from all this." Actually, uh, go back clear to 2017 and, and show them the Easter Jeep Safari uh, concept mo- model switchback. Uh, and I think that predates anything that Ford was thinking about as far as the Bronco goes. So nan and a boo boo. I like the donut door idea. I just I think that the ones from uh, Best Hop uh, have a better aesthetic uh, look to it. Which you know that's I the most important. Th- that's the most important thing in the Jeep is how well it looks. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares how well it functions? <laughs> well, no crossbows this time, Tony. But lots of injuries in pursuit of a stolen Jeep. Now the boys in Essex County are back at it again, chasing down dumb criminals who stole a Jeep. Now you remember re- may remember our dumb criminal story from episode 523, where a guy stole a Jeep and welded a or wielded rather a freaking crossbow at the cops. <laughs> this time there was no crossbow, but four of the Essex County Sheriff's Departments are licking their wounds after a pair of crashes involving a Jeep whose driver is still being sought by authorities. The wild incident unfolded around 7 p.m. when sheriff's officers got a word that a stolen Jeep Grand Cherokee was being driven through Bloomfield in the area of Bloomfield Avenue and Ampere Parkway. When the sheriff's office tried to pull over the Jeep, the driver instead slammed into the marked patrol vehicle, deploying the airbags in the vehicle and causing minor injuries to the two sheriff's officers. The stolen Jeep then kept driving, continuing on to East Orange Street where another sheriff's office vehicle picked up the pursuit. As both the Jeep and the Sheriff's Office vehicle rounded a turn in the area of North 15th Street and Eaton Place, the patrol vehicle crashed. One sheriff officer had to be treated for a broken ankle while another suffered broken toes. The stolen Jeep navigated the turn but was later found abandoned about two miles away in Irvington. Anyone who saw the driver in that area is asked to call the Sheriff's Office at 973-621-4111. Where's the guy in the Grand Cherokee, Josh? Yeah, I still don't know, man. I, I, I was actually thinking about him when I when I was uh, researching this story here, uh, and and it reminded me of that other that other story uh, with the crossbow because that driver uh, I think wrecked like three different cop cars or something like that, and the jeep kept going. We're talking about a, a, it was a Cherokee XJ, I think, at the time, uh, slamming into into marked patrol vehicles, marked cop cars. Uh, and kept going after disabling these cars. It was like a, like a, a something out of Grand Theft Auto or something like that, a video game. Uh, and, and this Jeep just kept going and kept going. Finally, before I think it was, uh, it finally took like a wheel co- or a tire coming off of one of the rims, uh, and and the engine finally just giving up the ghost before that Jeep finally stopped. But uh, but it took a lot to get that same sort of thing here. This Jeep ramming or you know ramming into into one uh, a cop car so hard that deployed the airbags, disabling that vehicle, but the Jeep kept going. I mean, if this is any, any, any kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, indication to how, how strong Jeeps are, well, <laughs> dude, buy your teenager a Jeep. So it's funny that you mentioned Grand Theft Auto, but we're thinking on the same wavelength here, but a little different, uh, because I, I know this for a fact, that if you play expert mode, on Grand Theft Auto, you can't have any guns. It's only crossbows. So I think that's the link here. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to play real-life uh, expert mode and shooting at the cops with a crossbow. <laughs> well, either way, both these stories happen in Essex County. We're involved in Essex County uh, Police Department, Sheriff's Department. So uh, something's going on. and something, They're putting something in the water over there. <laughs> <laughs> crossbows. <laughs> So these are two big names that, that you are, uh, are obviously going to know, uh, Stellantis and Amazon. 
Uh, Stellantis, Jeep's parent company, has entered into a wide-ranging agreement with Amazon. The deal will actually put even more software in Stellantis vehicles. Gee, that's what we need. Amazon <laughs> software, to be specific. And what does Amazon get out of this? Well, they get to put Stellantis' electric vans into Amazon's delivery fleet. Now, whether or not this means Amazon delivery drivers will finally have a vehicle that can get up your driveway, we don't know. <laughs> Other automakers have reached similarly wide-ranging agreements in the past year with major tech companies. For instance, Ford announced a deal last year with Google to provide data hosting services for the automaker and to provide software for its cars. GM also announced a deal with Microsoft that involved the software company investing in Cruise, the self-driving car company in which GM has a major stake in, uh, while also providing data hosting services to both GM and Cruise. So if they can do it, why not Stellantis then too, right? It is said that Amazon and Stellantis will be working together on a variety of projects in the coming years. Besides in-vehicle software, the deal will include vehicle development work and training for software engineers. In-car software developed with Amazon would be available in a sort of a in-car app store offering software tailored to the specific brands. For instance, a Jeep might offer an off-road driving coach or digital inclinometer or a Pacifica minivan could have entertainment suggestions or enhanced multimedia interfaces like Amazon Fire TV in every headrest. The apps could also work with Amazon's internet-connected home products, such as security cameras and thermostats, answer the doorbell ring from the trail, or crank the heat in the house while in rush hour traffic. The software will begin appearing in 2024 model year vehicles as Stellantis rolls out its own new in-car software platform. The companies did not say how much money was involved in the deals or exactly how many vehicles Amazon will buy, except that it will be in the thousands annually. Good. Now maybe this means a quicker end to the whole supply chain issue. Alexa, open the Jeep door. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Yeah, Damn it. Not I'm not Dave. I told you. <laughs> so kind of a, kind of a, a scary uh, another chapter to the Internet of Things, I suppose. Uh, you know, home automation and integration oh, into vehicle software and stuff as well. This it's, is the future, man. And uh, have you seen the video where they were showing uh, vehicles not stopping at red lights or stop signs? Because all <laughs> the cars, this goes along with what I was talking about last episode, all the cars are communicating with one another. So they just keep going and they make subtle adjustments to increase or decrease their speed so that they miss all the vehicles. It's like watching people drive in India. It's just right, like that, say, but it's under computer control. Like people driving in those figure eight races, you know, it's, yeah. and somebody's going to crash eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd like to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we continue our multi-part audio series in Jeep speaker selection. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Josh, we're coming you know, up on the one-year mark since we uh, came out with the, the whole rat bastard thing, which was a, a funny story. Uh, we actually had a review where a guy was listening to the Jeep Talk Show as his very first podcast and got so insulted and incensed that he was being referred to as a rat bastard because he wasn't a paid subscriber that he just sworn off podcasts altogether. You remember that, don't you, Josh? 
Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from somebody uh, going out and buying a Jeep from listening after listening to the Jeep talk show. So <laughs> that's, I mean, we, we've affected so many lives in so many ways. <laughs> sometimes good, uh, but and sometimes uh, not so good. So, you know, I, I, I get in the same habit that, that you do, Josh. We, we say something, you know, 10 years ago and we figure we've said it. So I say it again. People have heard this, but we have a, a new listener all the time. You may be a new listener and you may not have any idea idea what I'm talking about, a rat bastard. And when I'm done, you probably wish you still didn't know. But you can be a rat bastard, which is similar to the ducking of the Jeep things, but this would be infecting the Jeep with a dirty, nasty rat and a toe tag as, uh, associated with it. And they're this really funny. Everybody that's been uh, uh, infected with a, a, a Jeep talk show rat bastard toe tag thinks it is hilarious and loves it. Because, you know, we're the podcast with a bad attitude. You can go over to ratbastard.lol. So the LOL is just like a .com, but it's ratbastard.lol. And find out more about these. See what the, the, the rat and the... Uh, the toe tag looks like and josh i'm not sure uh, last episode we came up with an idea about adding in uh, uh rat pellets you think we should little candy rat pellets that people can stick on the cards and then maybe you know lick off of or something you know they gotta be brown though oh god you could, like glue them to the toe tag with like sugar glue or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> little trail of rat droppings. Maybe maybe rat droppings right there outside the Jeep, too. Like, oh, this is just disgusting. You know? A pile of them on the hood. <laughs> so go over to jeeptalkshow.com uh, and look in our store for you can purchase a set of 20 toe tags for $8. And uh, you can, uh, and, and they're also, the, this really the simplest way to get the rats is just order them off of Amazon. That's the cheapest way, especially if you have uh, Amazon Prime and you get 20 rats, 20 toe tags, and you are set to be a infectious agent uh, for the rat bastard uh, whole thing. That and, and people will love it. And if they don't love it, get video. We want to see it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And in episode 548, you talked about bringing back the straight six engine. I think the people who are really behind the push to bring back a straight six is the company that sells oil filter adapters and exhaust manifolds. <laughs> yeah, they've been going broke since the 4.0 went out. <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you, if you are ever attacked by an angry mob of clowns, go for the juggler. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. It's just so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my family says, see, this is what you get. This is what you get for doing this to us all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I just, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! In episode 548, we began a new series all focused on selecting the right speaker for well, your Jeep. But since all Jeep models are different and everybody has different ears, I, I felt it necessary to go a little bit more in-depth than just rattling off a list of speaker sizes for different models and years of Jeeps. You deserve more than that. So my goal at the end of all this is to arm you with a ton of knowledge that will help you not only find the right speaker for your Jeep, but the right speaker for the kind of music you listen to, and more importantly, how to avoid some common traps and how to get the most bang for your buck. 
Now, if you've listened to episode 548, then chances are by now you know what size speaker you need for which location in your specific Jeep. Is it the dash speaker? Does your Jeep have speakers in the door? Maybe it's for that soundbar. Regardless, now that you know the size of speakers that you're looking for, it's time to narrow things down a little bit further. The first question I used to ask people when I worked in the industry is, what is it that you are trying to accomplish? This is a tricky question because the answer is different for everybody. Is it just replacing a blown speaker? Or is there a particular sound that you're trying to achieve? There's a whole scale to every aspect of car audio, and it can get really confusing for many people pretty quick. So let's start with the most basic of needs, replacing a blown speaker. This is going to be the most common scenario because most people don't really care about exactly how their music sounds, especially in a Jeep. But as Jeeps age, so do their components. And the older the Jeep, well, the older the speakers and the technology used in yesteryear's Jeeps is nowhere close to what it is today. So the speakers themselves may actually be degraded beyond proper working conditions just because of their age. Or maybe the sound system was just turned up too loud and one or more of the speakers blew out. It can happen at a lower volume level than you th may think if the system has been tuned improperly. Okay, so real quick, I should probably cover what a blown speaker is and what it means without getting overly technical. In, in most situations, it will be pretty obvious. The, the sound from one or more speakers sounds funny. It may have a popping sound to it when there's music present. Maybe speech sounds unnatural or distorted, almost fuzzy. Maybe there's a complete lack of treble or, or there's no bass at all and you're only hearing a small amount of the audio. The most, uh, the most obvious condition is that a vital component to the speaker's function has completely blown out and, and it no longer functions at all. A lot of people will just ignore this as it's not a huge issue to them and, and they let the problem persist for months or even years. Although rare, a blown speaker has the potential of causing further damage to the internal amplifier of the stereo if neglected for too long. Now, if this sounds like the situation you're in, then you should be looking for a couple of things in your speaker choice when shopping or for, for a replacement. We're going to get into that in the next Tech Talk. But for now, though, if you have a Jeep with one or more speakers that no longer work at all, it would be in your best interest to have the system checked to make sure that the built-in amp of the stereo is still working properly. There's a chance the speaker isn't working for another reason altogether. That ends up being the case, well, don't give up on speaker selection even if your focus has now turned to replacing the head unit. Although replacing the stereo may improve the overall sound quality somewhat, it will only make a blown speaker sound worse. In any and every vehicle, regardless of the stereo, replacing stock speakers of any condition with new aftermarket ones will result in dramatically better sound. Between now and the next Tech Talk, if you haven't already, find out the speaker size for your year and model of Jeep. Ask yourself what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And finally, set a budget. All that info will come in handy in the very next Tech Talk. Really cool. I mean, uh, a rattling speaker is just so irritating. It really is. Now, we've got, I've got a work truck uh, with the company I work for. And as a fleet manager, uh, I'm in charge of, of maintenance and, and, you know, basically working quality of, of all of our vehicles and, and equipment. And uh, we've got a couple trucks, one of them specifically, that I, I find I, I occasionally have to make a dump run in. And, and the system in that thing is in need of a lot of love. And the passenger side door is just, I mean, it is so blown, I can barely turn it up at all. Because anytime there's a, a plosive, a, a somebody saying something that begins with a B or a P or a T, you know, any kind of those strong, uh, strong consonant sounds, that speaker sounds like it's about ready to blow out, out of the door. Uh, it, it's, it's bad. And so it's, it's hard for me to listen to anything in that vehicle. And that's the one that I end up driving the most. It sucks. Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, just curious. What kind of uh, communications do you guys use? Is it just cell phones or do you guys? It uh, is just cell phones. No, we don't. I mean, because... 
we're a general contracting company. So, you know, most of the time people are out on a job site and stuff. And so in vehicle communications isn't generally necessary. Wow, gotcha. So it's, it's all cell phone based. So it, it works out. Yeah. You wouldn't want GMRS uh, set up or the, 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 the people are going, Josh, where are you? Where are you? Come over. Come in. Come in. And then the speaker would blow out in the GMRS. Uh, oh radio. yeah. <laughs> and then you'd have two of them. <laughs> oh God. This is, this is hell. <laughs> You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. You can only hear you. Uh oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, Join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. Sure. We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Oh, don't forget to uh, sign up for our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down, look for newsletter, put your email address in, and then you will be notified on how to join our Zoom meeting and be a official Zoom people. Oh, it's a lot of fun. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Mighty ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with Steve from Power Tank. Yes, Power Tank. Steve cobbled together the first CO2 air system for his own use over 20 years ago. Uh, you've had to refilled it since then, Steve. Uh, to air up his off-road tires. After lots of use and a few refinements, he had an air system that worked pretty well. Uh, So well that he decided to try to sell them to other (laughs) off-roaders. You you must not have had a weak heart when you you decided to make that that, that choice. He called it the power tank, and by June 1997, the first power tank hit the market. Today, power tanks can be found on off-road rigs all over the world, from uh, the Rubicon to the Australian Outback. You know, Steve, it just dawned on me here. I don't have your uh, the website information. I like sticking that in right here so people can uh, start looking at the, uh, at, at the power tanks right away. What is your, uh, your website address? It's simple. It's powertank.com. Ooh, no that is hyphens that or anything. It's powertank.com. Uh, that's good. That's just damn good marketing. thanks (laughs) your genius is in that (laughs) well Steve thank you so much for being with us Uh, I'm really glad and I just wanted to make a shout out here real quick to Chris Chris over at uh, sevenslats.com is really being helping uh, helping us out by uh, tracking down uh, great guests to have on the show I got tired of doing this a long time ago Steve and I I just want to thank you for making time for us tonight and and thank Chris for uh, reaching out to you and uh, getting it all set up Hello. Thanks for having me on. So, Steve, the first thing I got to ask you is, do you have a Jeep? We have a couple of Jeeps. Um, I have a JL and uh, a JLU and a Gladiator now. Uh, we had a really nice JK, uh, JKU, that we um, that we sold uh, to um, and, and replaced with a JL. Um, and uh, it they're great rigs. Um, we built them up for rock crawling because that's where that's what we do. That's, that's our wheelhouse is rock crawling, uh, and uh, and that's where I came into the market. I mean, 
back when I started, I didn't know any other uh, part of off-road. It was just, you know, you go out and you, you hit the rocks, and that's what we do out here in the Sierras where we are. Rubicon's in our backyard, Fordyce is in our backyard, and those were the trails that I really wanted to do. I didn't start there, but, I mean, that was that was my goal, right? Um, and uh, so, like a lot of people, I started small um, with a second-generation Forerunner, which was IFS, and uh, I, <laughs> you know, this is back in the 90s, I bumped up to 32-inch tires, and uh, I wheeled it, and uh, there's a lot of smaller trails, fortunately for me out here, that uh, I got to use to cut my teeth, and um, and so um, eventually I uh, had to move on to uh, Jeeps. Uh, I needed something um, much, you know, close, you know, our market is Jeeps, I mean, to you know, truthfully, our, our market is Jeeps, really, and uh, and I'm kind of glad I'm that we that we got into these things. They're they're just unbelievable vehicles. Now, Steve, I may be reading much more into this than there's there, but I just got this, the the distinct feeling you were getting ready to say because Jeeps are just a lot better, and we just <laughs> needed something that I could put bigger tires on and not have to worry about breaking the IFS. <laughs> well. <laughs> And you read me no. right because I, I almost <laughs> did say that, but then I thought, you know, you don't want to alienate wheel, your market, you know. <laughs> it, it is the market. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Toyota, Toyota. As much as I love the Toyota industry, it really isn't our market. I mean, it is now that um, Toyota is uh, kind of representing a lot of the overland market, um, and that's where our probably our new Toyota sales are going to you know the the toyota owners are in that overland market a lot of tacomas and foreigners <clears throat> and so that's been good for us just recently mm-hmm. well and, you got to air uh, up tires off uh, whether you're overlanding or uh, you know rock crawling so i can see uh, uh see that would be advantage on both of those right so uh, look, so let me ask you about the tanks um the uh they come in different sizes and i, I was just perusing the the website uh, earlier and uh, i see that you you kind of have a guide for different tire sizes now the the tank even though it says like uh, the the 10 pound tank is good for like regular uh, or maybe it was the five pound tank is good for just like regular tires and uh side by sides it's not just one fill up though is it because i've heard people talking about how they they just they air up and air down and air up and air down so many times before they have to get these tanks refilled yeah, that you know the magic of CO two is that it's got so much volume; it holds so much cubic feet of, of volume, and and that's one of the main advantages of using CO two gas over any other like uh, nitrogen or 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 well, people mention scuba, which is something we probably never want to use because of the pressure. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, it's you know. For example, you're, when you're talking about the number of tires, a lot of people look at the power tick and they and and they'll ask us the first question they'll ask us is can we can I do can I air up for my tires, you know? And I'll say, well, let's see. If you have 35s, uh, 35 inch tires, you're probably doing, you know, 32 tires, and it's it blows them away because because they're so used to just what they can get out of a compressor, I guess, let's right. say. 
Um, so yeah, it's a whole new paradigm for people to to imagine how much volume could be coming out of this little tiny bottle, which effectively is less than two gallons in in um, in volume. And uh, yeah, they are very tiny tanks, which is great in a jeep because you still got to put it someplace. You still got to mount it someplace. You know in that special place for a rollover so it doesn't become a, a, a torpedo for the back of your head. Murphy's Law, it's mm-hmm. always going to hit you in the back sure. of your head. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> so, but that, that's, that's maybe that, that's a, a good thing to point out to people. Even though it's a small tank, the, 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 the CO2 gas is very dense, and you get a lot of tire inflations. And, of course, it depends on how much you've aired down. It depends on, you know, if you've uh, cheated on your woman and you've got four flat tires, <laughs> how many fill-ups you're going to get. So, uh, you know, it, it just depends, which I guess is like the standard answer. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, you can fill up a tire many, many times, many wheeling trips. And actually, you guys use these things, or some pe- people use these things for uh, uh, air lockers as well, don't they? Yeah, we have a lot of people that use them for air lockers. Um, and you can use your... Your uh, the same system that you use to air up tires. If it's a 10, 15, or 20 pound bottle, um, we have all the connections and, and accessories to do that. Um, or um, we have little tiny systems that you can use to uh, dedicate that air to uh, your lockers. And we have ways you can run the standard electric switch and solenoid that uh, you get with your ARB, let's say, or you can. Uh, turn all of it uh, pneumatic, and we sell pneumatic switches, so you get rid of all the electrical, uh, which is a, where a lot of our race car guys go. Um, oh, that makes to, sense. To, for for yeah. simplicity. Sure. Yeah. They, they want to make sure it works every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. So, right. yeah, exactly. Um, so, you mentioned uh, in, the, in, in your intro uh, that you cobbled uh, this, uh, this system together back in, you know, I guess, before 97. Uh, how many times did you almost die? Because this is <laughs> some high-pressure stuff. <laughs> you know, the thing about CO2 is another difference between CO2 gas and other gases is it's actually, in relative terms, a low-pressure gas. Um, it's kind of like uh, propane. Sometimes you think, God... Your propane tank is such low pressure; it's not pushing. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it, it's an 800 psi head pressure in in ni- uh, CO2 nitrogen um, on a full bottle. It's over 2,000. Scuba wow. can go uh, 3,000 or even above 4,000. Um, oxygen, same thing. It's in the thousands of psi. And when you're dealing with uh, that type of gas, which is vapor, we call it a vapor and not a, a liquid. Well, propane is a liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, CO2 is a liquid. It, the different main difference is that it just maintains it, it, the liquid itself, if you can imagine, um, in the bottle uh, evaporates, or bo- we call it boiling off. It evaporates once the pressure allows it to. So let's say this, the, the gas is sitting, the CO2 is sitting in our tank, and it's really happy at, or at 800 PSI head pressure. It doesn't do anything but sit there until we use some of that head pressure. We, we blow it off. We air up a tire. Then all of a sudden it senses that, um, that lower pressure. Then it boils off more of its gas to 
stabilize the head pressure at 800. Once it reaches that pressure, it stops, which means when uh, when you were to if, if and this has never happened, but if you broke the head off of a CO2 bottle, it doesn't have 100% of its energy uh, in vapor to just blow out, like uh, which is the situation with nitrogen, oxygen, any compressed vapor. Compressed vapor is like a balloon. You pop a balloon, all a balloon, 100% of that energy is giving off, uh, being given off in an instant. Well, CO2 can't do that. It has to absorb heat, go through an evaporative process or boil off before it can create pressure. Now, it does it fairly quickly, but in relative terms, it really slows down its its release of its uh, its energy. Mm-hmm. So, so, so like uh, once James Bond movie comes to mind, where they knocked off the the regulator or whatever it was on the end of the bottle, and it shoots off like a torpedo. It <laughs> it's two hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, and what you're saying here is, you're not going to have that problem uh, with uh, with the C- your CO two uh, tanks because I, I I see that you have a nice little handle over that area, and I would assume that it's not only for carrying but also to to protect that uh, that valve from being knocked off. But if it was to be knocked off, you may have a hissing noise on your drive home. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll come out fairly fast, but here's, here's a, a, a way to illustrate the difference. If you were to knock the, bo- uh, the cap or, or valve off of, a, let's say, an, an oxygen bottle uh, or nitrogen, um, the bottle would just fly out of your hands. You, do, you yeah. wouldn't be able to hang on to it probably. With a CO2 bottle, yeah, you can hang on to it, and, and it just, because of the release is slowed down enough, you can just release it. And that's what we do when we, when we were to empty a CO2 bottle. And, uh, and CO2 bottles do have to be emptied regularly uh, because uh, when you fill a CO2 bottle, they're to be empty when they put, get first get put on the scale. So let's say you hand a power tank uh, tank to a, a guy at the shop and there's a pound of CO2 left or something left in the bottle. All he's going to do is he's going to flip the thing upside down and open the valve wide open and just hold it in his hands. That's what we do at our shop. And, that, and you can do that because uh, the release is, is, is slowed down. And the, and the reason we flip it upside down is we want that liquid down at the valve and we're just, we just want to empty it as quick as possible. Sure. Uh, so that we can get onto the filling process, and CO two is heavier than air, so that's why you hold it upside down, so it will actually empty out of the bottle. I would assume, right? Yeah, it's like it's like having a fire. It's it's the same as a fire extinguisher. There are fire fire extinguishers that are one hundred percent CO two, and and all you're doing, and those are the ones with a big black uh, funnel horn, uh-huh. and and when you're opening that, you're just simply there's no regulator on that. You're just opening that that valve wide open and you're able to hold, control that you know in your hand uh the output and you're and in that case there is a straw or a tube a siphon tube that goes to the bottom of the tank and that's how you're blowing that white snow or that fog out that's that means you're blowing the the dense material out um when you simply release the co the co2 vapor um, it doesn't show much of a of a fog or at all. It's mm-hmm. more just like air. So actually, you uh, you went in the direction I was gonna uh, on a question I was gonna ask next, uh, and I'm sure this isn't a recommendation that you have that you guys have. But can you use this as a fire extinguisher? I mean, the motor's on fire. I want to use something. I don't have a fire extinguisher. Can I use my air tank? <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, the pat answer is no, because we don't want somebody to think that it can be a fire or their fire extinguisher or replacement of. Um, the, and he, because here's the scenario: your, your Jeep is on fire, and uh, you have to grab your power tank. You have to re- take the regulator off of it. So you're running around looking for a wrench. Yeah. And meanwhile, your Jeep is burning down. Yeah. Call it, as you have to call to a timeout. And uh, this, this, well, wait, I'm a, I got to get ready. So when I'm ready, you can start the fire. <laughs> yeah, right. So that Well, it's, it's CO2. So I thought, hey, it's a, a reasonable thing that you could think of. I didn't think about the, you know, I have to get the, the top off of it. it. Of course, that makes sense. Um, so anyway, I thought that might be a... Uh, uh, it might be something that somebody else would think about, and uh, they would be just as wrong as I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know we get that question still, and uh, we've thought. In fact, uh, we've thought about designing a uh, a way to be, make it a fire extinguisher as well as a power tank, but it's just it's just uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's probably a lot of government regulations involved in that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, the part <laughs> of it is, yeah, liability exposure. When you say your product is a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. it, it has to be a fire extinguisher. So I got to ask, uh, we stay away from politics here on the show, but I got to ask, do you have any people pushing back on you about releasing CO2 gas in the uh, in the environment? Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> I thought that that was going to be an issue, uh-huh. and and so I did do a lot of research uh, because I needed to have an answer. Yeah, and the bottom line answer is that uh, the CO two that we purchase, the CO two that all these restaurants use uh, for pushing beer and coke, and the CO two that's used in industry, whether it's MIG gas, MIG welding gas, or whatever, um, is recaptured. So it's CO two that would have gone up into the air anyway they recaptured it and we're just re- kind of recycling it right well good so i we're like not, that yeah we're not producing co2 yeah it, now <clears throat> jeepers and global warming don't really go together uh in their belief system but uh, i had to ask because uh, i thought there might be a good uh pita style uh <laughs> thing that happened in there you know <laughs> not well, that i'm you, glad i had an answer for that because yeah. i didn't know you were gonna ask that <laughs> I, hey i don't know what i'm gonna ask so uh, now, I would assume. When, when it, let's let's talk about the specific bottles. I'm looking at the the ten pound package. Well, I guess first off, what is in a package? Obviously, there's a bottle and some way to get the uh, somewhere to carry it and some way to uh, uh, has some sort of valve on it. But what what is in like the the ten pound power tank uh, uh, package? Well, essentially. If you look at the power tank and what it is, it's it's a tool, and and to make this tool work, you need a regulator, and in our case, you need a guard, a proper hose, uh, the bottle itself, obviously, and so those the, that's in fact what we call a basic system. Those are all the parts you need to start to use this um, power tank uh, for whatever you wanted wanted to use it for, whether it's you know power tools or air tools or Airing up tires, and then from from there we actually get into packages. Packages meaning, you know, it's like the combination plate at the restaurant. It's it's uh, all the things put together that you 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 really want, and you don't want to order them individually. It's just a simpler way to um, order, and and you get discounts as well. Right. Um. And and you know we're trying to make it as simple as possible for people to to get the the correct parts to make 
um, a proper package for their for their use and you know the, so there are packages are pretty simple but they make a lot of sense you do need a mounting bracket typically so that's in all the packages you do need a a hose and a regulator and a handle those are in all all in the packages but then some people might say well i already have my uh tire inflator with a gauge so i don't really need that but some some people will say no i need that so i'll get a package b <clears throat> and i'll get a discount as well you know and i'll get power tanks tire inflator because they say it is made for this type of pressure and these kind of hook flow rates um so that's why we put put about packages it really simplifies and then it's really grown from there it was package a b and c for years and years decades actually and then we got into the new vehicles like the the jk's jls and so now we have jk jl packages because the first thing the person wants beyond the pack the basic packages the a b's and c's is how do i connect it to my uh my jeep my you know i want to hard mount it to my jl roll cage how do I do that? Well, buy the JL package, and it'll come with the sport bracket, which helps you do that. Again, oh, just simplifying right. the whole thing. Oh, yeah, and people like that. Uh, people like uh, spending that money and waiting for the shipping and going, is it here yet? Is it here yet? And then when <laughs> they get it, simple installation. So, yeah. Well, and you want the customer experience to be the best possible because uh, uh, you want them to have good things to say about Power Tank, which I hear good things about power tank all the time in fact when i'm talking about uh, air compressors whether it be via air or arb or whatever people say now nah, you should get a power tank it's just it's just a lot better situation that this fills up the tires a lot faster which we really haven't even hit on uh that that's one of the aspects of this that is really really convenient is fast air up i mean you've had your fun at the park or off-road uh public uh, area and it's time to go home you're probably hungry and you're ready to get on the road and and get over there and get something to eat and the the power tank will actually air up tires very quickly as a, uh, compared to a compressor well that's yeah that you know when i first made the system my, my own system that was probably the biggest surprise because uh the only options the only other options were compressors and no one knew any better compressors were compressors and you had to wait because that's the way it is yeah. and when i actually developed my first one you know you i cobbled together that's that's how i did it i i got parts and i just cobbled it together and i um aired up a, uh, some tires started using it on the trail and i go god this is i mean compared to what other people are saying they're we're waiting to air up their tires with these electric 12 volt compressors this is pretty fast and um and it's only gotten faster from <laughs> those early versions by far mm -hmm. so i mean 35 inch tires we're we're in them up in you know 20 seconds if you're just adding 10 psi which is what we normally do to get from trail pressure to either the next trail or to get back into town or uh, and maybe to get home, we add 15, and that takes 30 seconds per tire on a 35. Um, and, uh, and you know, tires these days get bigger and bigger. And, you know, on our <laughs> they do. On our G yeah, they really do. <laughs> if you asked me, I tell people, if you asked me, you know, uh, three years ago, five years ago, 
if I'd ever have uh, 40-inch tires on my rig, I would have said, you're crazy. I, I, what for? But this that's, isn't off-road. That's this what is, we this have isn't a, a grader or some commercial piece of equipment. I wouldn't need tires that size. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and, <laughs> and, and so we, we came up with a valve to even increase it again. We, we have these things called monster valves, and we use them on our 40s, and we knocked that inflation time on our 40s down to 20 seconds and wow. it might people think oh, you guys are crazy why are you so um you know addicted to the speed well i don't know it's just if you can do it why not um it's a convenience thing it's just like i was saying you're hungry you're ready to go home uh i didn't even think about the uh, changing trails getting from one trail to the next so that's and that's you certainly don't want to uh have to sit there for 15 20 minutes airing up tires just so you can drive to the next trail so yeah this makes a lot of sense i, I gotta ask you this though i i don't think i have my man card because i don't know where i would go to get co2 to go be, be put in the tank i mean i'm sure you guys do it but it down here in in texas i'm wondering where 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 do i get this magical stuff i mean that's the problem i've always had with it air compressor just takes it out of the air i mean hence the name right but right <laughs> the co2 well, tank where where does the magic happen where i can get it yeah. refilled co2 is not something that that normal people normally get <laughs> but if you had a if you had a restaurant or a bar you'd be buying it all the time because you're using it to push beer and you're using it to push soda at restaurants and you're using it uh, potentially as a uh, MIG uh, shielding gas mm -hmm. <coughs> if you're well a welder. And if you're in hydroponics or um, uh, things like that, you're actually using it in your uh, indoor nursery. So um, there's actually quite a few industries that use a, a lot of CO2. And that's the same places that would fill up a uh, a power tank. We we use a, a a standard CO2 valve on our on our tanks. Now our, our tanks are a little nicer than what you'd normally find anywhere else. But the valve design is, you know, we didn't want to change try to change that. We had we we wanted to use what the industry was using. So. There, so any of these industries can fill our uh, our bottle through our valve. Um, yeah, primarily, it's the fire extinguisher service shops. That's the first place that we tell people to shop. Um, and people don't maybe realize it, but there are so many of these uh, fire extinguisher service shops around that either do mobile service or they have a shop somewhere that fills CO2. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now, I know it, it would vary on size of the tank and who's filling it up, but uh, one of the things I could think of if, if I was looking at getting a power tank is how much is it going to cost me to refill this thing? It, this, is it wildly expensive? I mean, this isn't a rare gas or anything, but I don't know how much the service costs. I've had a propane bottle filled up, but never a CO2 uh, container or fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh it's it's about the same as a propane tank fill, um, and again, you're right. It, it depends on where you're taking it. Um, normal price on a ten or fifteen pound is, I would say, twenty to thirty dollars. Um, you know, we we charge twenty to twenty five at our shop, but mm -hmm. uh, it could be um, 
above or below that. Sure, sure. No, it, that's, not a, that's not a, a, a fixed uh, rate, people. So if, if you get one of these and you go to fill it up and it wasn't 25 or $30, don't bother Steve because Steve is just giving you an estimate so you have some sort of idea. <laughs> and that's why we tell people shop around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. So that's really cool. Now, and, and I just want to reiterate, this isn't like you air up four tires that are completely flat and it's time to go spend $30 for uh, more CO2. You, you get, get a lot of refills out of the tank. And it just, it just really depends on how much you've aired down. Like, or just like I said, that you have a flat tire, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would imagine that, uh, that if you were going to get into a market that was going to uh, really appeal to Jeepers, other than airing up tires, would be the carbonation of beer and uh, and the uh, and the <laughs> cokes and stuff. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, we you know we've we've uh, gotten pictures from guys, kiss customers, where uh, they're showing us uh, uh, their power tank pushing beer out of kegs, uh, even on like the Rubicon. Um, <laughs> they need, of course, you, you know they had a power tank, so why not take a keg? I guess. Oh, and, and power tools. You can uh, run power tools. Do you guys have a recommendation? Uh, well, first off, is, is that something that, that you guys uh, think is a good idea? That is uh, one of the huge benefits. Um, so early on when I was wheeling, back when I was a lot younger, you know, I was, I was wheeling hard. I mean, that was, that was more fun to me than it is now. And when, when you're wheeling hard, you're breaking stuff. And, uh, and I was running, uh, typically a half inch impact wrench, although I carried a die grinder, I still carry a die grinder, um, a half inch drive impact wrench. Um, and we're fixing stuff. Yeah. We're, we're dropping drive lines and we're changing axles and, uh, you know, we can, we can do a lot of work that, um, would be a lot more difficult if we didn't have an impact wrench dropping, steering parts um and uh pitman arm nuts things like that sure sure that's a lot easier to do with a uh with an air tool than it is with uh, that that uh, six inch wrench <laughs> that mm-hmm. you're trying to get enough leverage on <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> well that's really cool so uh i guess the only other thing i can say is how uh how well actually how much do these things weigh i know it depends but are we talking about 100 pounds are we talking about 10 pounds i mean when you say it's a 10 pound bottle is that the actual weight of the bottle or how much gas it's got in it that is the weight of the gas so yeah. that's how we yeah that's how we define the different sizes yeah so the 10 pounder it holds 10 pounds of gas but the final weight full weight is 27 pounds with the guard and the the regulator attached to it well that's not uh, too bad yeah, so so the ten pounder is really portable, and um, the fifteen pound is is still portable, not as. Uh, if I were going to huck a power tank, you know, a hundred yards down a trail to help somebody, I'd much rather carry a ten pounder. Um, and uh, so a lot of people, you know, the first pe- question people ask is, should I get a ten? Should I get a what size should I get? Well. It isn't as simple as, well, what size tires you run? It's what size tires do you run? How much, what kind of vehicle do you have? How much room do you have? Yeah. Um, you know, some of the guys with the biggest tires actually run smaller power tanks because they're not airing up after the trail. They're trailering home. And so they want to just be able to run air tools and air up a, a, a flat tire or 
help somebody else out. And so a 10 pounder on a, a buggy running 43s is fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, if you're on a trailer, uh, wire up. You just want to make sure that you have the right air pressure in there for uh, for whatever situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, uh, as far as uh, like the 10 pounder weighing about 27 pounds, the uh, the bracket is part of like I'm looking at the the JL JLU uh, edition power tank ten pound uh, edition power tank and it comes with a bracket so uh, it's a it's a simple bracket that would uh, go on your roll bar and then that would uh, keep this thing from rolling around or like I said earlier smacking you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always want everybody wants their stuff hard mounted if they can get it hard mounted either that or or tucked somewhere low so that yeah when you do if you roll um you don't have stuff uh flying at you heavy stuff heavy hard stuff you know right. and that's the main reason people think that uh, it's it the hard mounting we we like the part to be hard mounted because they think it's because of the pressure in the gas it's not that it's just mainly that uh, we don't want that thing flying at you if you get in an accident yeah, you may be okay, but I guarantee you get hit by a 27-pound uh, tank, it's going to hurt, and it might yeah. break something. Right. So right. Uh, so those mounts are uh, that, that you get uh, with, uh, with the kits that you guys sell, that's more than enough to hold it in any kind of, uh, well, I don't want to say any kind, but uh, like a rollover or, or the common things that would happen. I mean, a head-on collision at 110 miles an hour, maybe not, <laughs> but we, off-road, we, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of accidents and yeah. we, uh, we have a power tank in our lobby right now that was in a rollover, uh, a street rollover in a pickup and, and it actually survived really well. The, the guard did its job and, uh, uh, kept the, the, the valve safe, kept the regulator safe. Um, and, uh. And we actually replaced it and traded him because we wanted to get this and put it in the in the lobby on display. <laughs> um, yeah, they they uh, and and that's what our our you know we have we actually have kind of t- different levels of bracketry because you have there different levels of craziness on the trails. You've got uh, the Baja guys, right? And 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 so we have these brackets that are much stronger and hold the bottle much more secure for that type of guy that's getting up in the and he's jumping his rig and he's um it's just putting his his rig through way more but most guys don't do that most of trail rigs or even hard rock crawlers aren't as abusive on their brackets as uh baja guys so um yeah so so real quick, which one would you recommend for somebody that had say I think 37s are, are a popular tire size now. They've got 37s on their Jeep. Uh, they want to be able to run air tools. They don't want the air tool to run out while they're while they're needing it. Uh, could you get away with a 10 pound uh, package, or would you recommend a larger uh, setup? If the person has the room for a 15. Uh, I would go, I would recommend that route, or you can go two tens, and that's what the package C's are, is ah. uh, it's a two-bottle system. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> and and it really changes how you use a power tank, because what, what, we call it a rotation system. When you have a single bottle and you want to get it refilled, uh, you want to top off for a big 
uh, event that you, you have coming up or you're going to go overlanding for and you're going to be hitting several trails you're going to want to go with a full tank and if you have a single tank whatever is in the tank when you get it filled um, has to be like i said earlier has to be emptied but when you have two tanks you just use the first bottle up all the way and then switch to the second and the second one doesn't have to be in your rig all the time it's only when you need it if you need it or your other option is your second tank is full this first bottle has enough for your small day trips or whatever switch the whole bottle to the full bottle and just take that one so it kind of gives you more flexibility but uh, going back to the size you know a lot of guys with 37s are running 10 pounders um, they what they'll do is they'll count tires they'll say instead of weighing the bottle and seeing how much gas you have by weighing the bottle you can just say well I remember doing you know three trips and I should be close to empty so I'm going to take it in and get it refilled excellent oh and uh we got and people are screaming i know because they're going price 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 he didn't mm -hmm. ask about price <laughs> so that's one of the things that i hear a lot from uh from jeepers is power tank is great but it's so expensive and and, uh, and I'm, i apologize <laughs> if this is the first time you're hearing this <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you know, we hear it sometimes. We see, we, we read it more than we hear oh, it. Oh, yeah, of um, course. <laughs> we hear it, we read it in forums and, you know, and, and that doesn't bother me anymore. Um, the, because we know what we're selling and people that want power tanks know what they're buying. And, uh, we, we, you know, what I hear more often is, um, we, we like what we bought we def you know we like what we how you built it uh and and we like the service we that you gave to me and and that's all part of what you're paying for it's the lifetime warranty it's the it's all the r and d i mean we it, of of all the competitors out there on the market i would say that we are responsible for 100% of the r and d <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> and and uh and damn near that much of the marketing. And uh, so, you know, we have people that ride our coattails. Um, but when you see us at the show, um, we can, it's really fun actually to show people why our power tanks cost more. Uh, we get down to the nitty gritty. We say, see this little part here, this coupler. Um, see how it's got eight balls and here's why we did this we designed this ourselves and this is why we get it made this way and this is why it's more expensive um the fitting here at the end of the hose um see that swivel that's a 1200 psi rated swivel you don't find those but we did find it and we pay for it because to us that's how we want our our system our personally owned systems to work and so that's how we make it um we try to make you know, we have to be con conscious of cost, of course, and what the market will bear. But what the market is showing is they are willing to pay uh, a premium for the product that we're putting out. And we work hard at it. You know, even the handle, the, there are handles out there, the guards. <clears throat> that was designed by, the first one was designed by me back in 90, what, six, back with a friend. And we've improved it by 
by leaps and bounds but we only use billet material and all those copycats we i have, I have them in my office they're cast um cast aluminum parts which uh which crack and uh we've seen that so um, those are the things that people may not understand by visually seeing our power tank next to something else that they find on the internet but um those are the things that make the difference um and that's how we can i mean they're super reliable and that's how we can give it a lifetime warranty um and we're happy to do it it's it's a, it's a great product to sell for uh for our guys because they they feel good about selling it mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean it's it's easy to sell something whenever you know it's quality so if somebody was interested you know they've they've listened to the interview and said well damn it i'm gonna get me a power tank uh, i don't care how much it costs because it, it just sounds like it's a, a, the best deal out there uh could you is there a way that you know they're not quite sure what they need do you guys have uh, a way for them to contact you and find out you know maybe get a little help as far as what would be best for their situation yeah we always have guys on the phone um that are always willing to help and and all of our guys know the product line really well and how how to recommend the right ones to different people uh from even different industries you know uh, they have to deal with construction guys to overlanders to rock crawlers and uh, we deal with them all so yeah and and there is there are charts on our website powertank.com where it kind of gives you some guides um uh but uh yeah if if a person has more questions beyond what they can learn from our website we're happy to just take that call and and go through it with them yeah and don't forget guys i mean they they literally have kits put together with the the model of jeep that you may have like we we talked about the 10 pound jl uh jlu edition power tank uh they've got jk jku i don't see any xj or uh uh, uh gladiators on here steve what the hell <laughs> well we do have a, a mounting system now for the gladiators but it does it does rely on somebody having um a bed molly system uh and the suvs there just is nowhere to, uh, good that's um or easy to mount the right. power tank to uh without maybe drilling through some sheet metal and um that's always a you know that's a challenge especially somebody with a cherokee that um that wants to build it up for wheeling so yeah you're right we we don't have a whole <laughs> lot for that for that market well there's a will there's a way and, and if you're in an xj there is definitely the will uh although the the power tank may cost more maybe worth more than your cherokee once you get done um <laughs> i've i've had i've got a 98 uh, cherokee that uh that we bought brand new so it's a one owner xj and i've done a lot of modifications to it we recently got a uh, a gladiator so that's that's why i picked those two to, to give you a hard time about <laughs> um so uh, this is really cool now uh, thanksgiving just happened so any black friday stuff uh, that you that you guys uh, may have done is uh, is long done by the time people are listening to this interview uh, you got anything coming up for uh, for Christmas? Any kind of specials or any kind of uh, things that we want, might want to let the people know about? Well, yeah, the Black Friday just ended, um, and um, as far as I know, marketing was supposed to be working on a Cyber Monday special, but uh, I'm not sure what it was. 
Yeah. You know, that, isn't that kind of cool? You came up with this idea like, hey, I wonder if this bottle would work for airing up tires. Let me try that. And then you did. And now and now you're not even sure what marketing is doing. You got people working <laughs> at that place. <laughs> but you're yeah. not sure what the, what the hell are those people doing. We need to get have another meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool to, to to come up with something and have it, people embrace it, and then actually be able to make a living from it. Which I'm assuming you are. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just got to be a really great feeling, and especially uh, employing other people. You're you're making a big difference in other people's lives, a direct difference by by paying them money to make this company a success. And I just think it's Wait. really cool when the small entrepreneur, uh, it, it you know, it works out and you do well. Well, that's good that you have that empathy for for us because that is a huge part of the of, of of having a company. You know, it's not why I did it, but it ends up that that's probably one of the biggest, uh, most satisfying things is 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 employing people, helping mm-hmm. them move along in their life, and um and and hopefully helping them to do something that they enjoy you know and in an industry that they enjoy i mean we definitely do we get to go out wheeling and and um go to events Uh, we just got back from a a, a baja overland trip and um you know it was a we we went for business of course so uh you know you you uh, can still have fun steve even though it's business oh it's a ton of fun you know Uh, um so the company uh, helps us with that. You know, they buy us our Jeeps and our and our power tanks. Oh, I'm starting to so. hate you now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> I've been trying for 10 years with this stupid podcast. <laughs> You've been far more successful than, than we have here, but we have a lot of fun. Um, there was a thing. Oh, yeah. Let's just be clear on this. You came up with this because you didn't want to waste your time with a compressor. You wanted to air up quicker so you could get back to fun or home. So <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was right, all, right. it was all about you, which isn't a bad thing. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like my wife says, you know, you, you are, if you're going to get hit, uh, let them hit you on your side. I said, honey, I am pilot in command. As long as I'm safe, you're safe. <laughs> That's a good rule. Uh, well, Steve, a little bird told me that you have a little something for our listeners. Did I hear that yeah. correctly? Am I putting yeah, you on the yeah, spot? Because yeah, yeah. I, I can take this out if I need to. <laughs> I, you know, um, that this is another thing that's great is, um, you know, if, when the business was younger, you know, you're, you're just pinching pennies. And we had all these people, uh, at, 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 it got to a point where people were calling us all the time for sponsorship and, you oh, know, I free raffle prizes. Raffle prizes are, are a huge thing. And they were, they're always been a, a, a huge thing. And they, and I thought that it was, you know, almost mandatory. I had to give these, all these people Anyway, now I can now I can, we can afford to do it, and it's and it's pleasurable. It's like yeah, let's let's give these guys let's get some raffle things or giveaways. So we have a blowgun kit that I designed uh, actually recently, and and it's a really it's probably the best blowgun kit that anybody's seen, and it's made 
to work with power tanks, but it'll work with compressors as well. And it's just a super high flow rate. And this is uh, those, is those poison dart things you're talking about. You hook up the power uh, tank to the blowgun and you can take out your competition. Yeah. I wish, you know, I've done that, but no, this is, this is totally different. This is blowing dust off of your, you know, your, uh, your, uh, work table and all oh, that okay. stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have a whole kit. It comes with all these different uh, fittings. And then we have, um, uh, a plug kit, which is another thing that uh, we designed specifically for um, our race customers, um, and uh, and so I mean we're, we're pretty proud of it. We we like it. It's uh, it, it works well. We have a lot of people that have shown us pictures of repaired tires, and they've done just unbelievable repairs because they had our kit. And, uh, and we have that. And we have a third item, which is uh, our brand new PT hat. We call it the PT hat. It shows our, shows off our new PT logo. Um, so, um, yeah, we have three things here. You know, everybody likes the, the goodies, but everybody likes the hat or, or a shirt or a hat or someone with a logo on it, which is great. I always felt kind of guilty about Jeep talk show hats and, and, uh, shirts because, you know, I'm, I'm having somebody pay me for advertising the the podcast but people like mm-hmm. it so you know give, give yeah. them what they want so let me see if i got this right there's a, a tig or i'm sorry three tig 9500 and i told you i was going to mess this up oh yeah 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 ventos okay, ventoso ventoso those are yeah. even oh yeah so um we just like everybody else and and this includes uh i would dare to say this includes snap-on uh, the way t- the tire, infl- ind- tire inflator industry works is uh, we, we choose out of a catalog. And all tire inflators are made in Asia. It's just no way to get around it. That's the only place they can afford to make these kind of things. And, and so we had to kind of do the same thing. But we wanted it a specific way. And so our inflators were, uh, we, we get uh, the body from this supplier. We, but we wanted a better hose. So we get a hose from this supplier. We had five suppliers and then we would assemble it. No one else ever did that in the industry, but we wanted it to be a certain level of quality. Um, finally, I said, I want something that's better. And so this Ventoso is the first example of our own mold. We paid tens of thousands of dollars for our own mold with a, the goal of a higher flow rate and a better looking product. And so, yeah, we have, uh, we have what, three of these? Um, yep. Giveaway also so actually uh since you're not sure what uh what, what the giveaway was i'm thinking about adding other things uh <laughs> let's looking at your right. power tank.com go, go on the website and yeah. pick numbers <laughs> <laughs> oh and what about this steve there was 27 of these and uh, no <laughs> so the the tig 9500 vitoso tire so inflators okay the 9500 i think has the digital gauge upgrade yeah also which is really nice because you can see we last time we got off the trail two weeks ago, it was dark, and that's great to air up your tires. Oh with a, yes, with an illuminating gauge. this is guys. This is a hundred and twenty four ninety five from the powertank dot com website. So that's a that's a major item there, and I think the the uh, blowgun kit was like forty four ninety five, so forty five bucks. And and strangely enough, the hats are are regularly two hundred dollars. So <laughs> no, there you go. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> We're pretty proud of those hats. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great great giveaway and it's not just one it's three but steve that means we're gonna have to pick three 
numbers that the the people calling in our listeners calling in they have to be that caller on our voicemail line so can you give us three numbers and I, like i always say let's let's go we'll, we'll probably get a lot of calls on this but let's let's just stick between one and ten so i need right. three numbers between one and ten. Two, four, and eight. Oh, we're keeping it even i like symmetry yeah two, four and eight most people pick seven for some reason. So, you know, lucky number seven. So I'm lucky seven. I'm glad you're picking different numbers here. So, and, and I'm just going to remind you guys, you, you guys don't listen to the show right away, which you should, but I understand, you know, that life happens and, and then you go, well, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to try. So I don't like, it's been three or four days. They're probably all gone. Uh, I shouldn't even try. No, try because there's a lot of people that don't even try calling in for the voicemail that, that they're missing out on because they have that I never win mentality. And uh, we've had one guy that uh, calls in late and, and don't wait to call in. I'm not telling you to wait. That's not, the, that's not how, the, how you do it. But he calls in late. He's, he's won two things uh, over the years. So uh, don't, don't think that you've, you've, missed, you've missed out. Call in and, uh, oh, and you have to say a special phrase because we can't just be throwing stuff at people, Steve. We have to make them work for it a little bit. I mean, they have to listen to the show. That's work in, in itself. But uh, we like to give them a phrase that pays that they have to say exactly whenever they call in on the voicemail. Can you, can you have – you got something? You, you don't need to contact your marketing well, people or anything. How about um, we we say this sometimes around the shop, and it just is something that um, I'll keep we, it clean, I believe in. It's called <laughs> nothing beats a power tank. Nothing beats a power tank. All right, guys. So now we got it. Uh, you got to be caller two, four, or eight, and you can only call you can only call once. You know what the rules are. Uh, if if you don't know, here they are. You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. So you got to be caller 2, 4, or 8, and you will have a chance of winning a, a TIG 9500 Ventroso Tire Inflator and... A master blaster blowgun kit, so you can you know get the dust off the the vehicles. Hell, hell, you might even be able to use it for getting crap out of your differential, or no no telling what uh, other tool things you could do with this out on the trail. And of course, a power tank hat or a PT hat. And a PT stands for for power tank. I'm sorry if I ruined the uh, ruined the the surprise for you. <laughs> um, so two callers, two, four, and eight. And that means you guys get one of each of these. It's, this isn't like we're giving away nine, we're giving away nine things, not to nine people, but nine things to three people. So I know it's math. So this is a great deal, and we're really looking forward to this. We want to, uh, and, and if, if uh, one of our winners out there is uh, already a power tank, uh, already has a power tank. We got to see a picture of this, uh, this, these great items hooked up to your power tank. I really like that tire inflator. That is really nice. So callers two, four, and eight. And then the phrase that pays nothing beats a power tank. All right, Steve, you know how the kids love the social media. Is there a way to, you know, certainly your marketing team has you, has you on social media. They do. Um, so our Instagram is, uh, at Power Tank Official, and then Facebook is uh, Power Tank One. Is it we Power uh, Power Tank? I think was 
was taken. So Those we had bastards. to take power tank, power tank, but number one. So a power tank and, and power tank official was actually taken in Instagram too, but uh, power tank official, I think we like better anyway. So uh, power tank official and power tank one on, on Facebook. Yep, yep. I was just uh, pulling it up here real quick. And, of course, we'll have this in the show notes, uh, but uh, we like uh, you know getting you guys over there as quick as possible. Oh, and don't forget uh, the best thing. Yeah, Power Tank Official on uh, on Facebook uh, is what I'm seeing. Uh, am I looking at the right one? There's Automotive Aircraft and Boat. Maybe not. No, that's, that's, that's the wrong one. Yeah, it's Power Tank number one. I had a uh, lot more Power questions. That, yeah, I have a lot more questions if you did uh, Aircraft and Boat. <laughs> <laughs> we've done stuff for aircraft yeah and for boats yeah, but, i would think uh, so yeah That's it's weird. we we like to stick to that off-road what is the deal industry. what power tank is that is it that popular i mean when i hear power tank i know exactly it's your business it's your company that has that uh i don't i didn't know there was other power tanks out there That's a strange anyway we'll have them all, all the links there on there so you can uh you can definitely get a giveaway from uh, power tank and uh uh, Steve, we will just love uh, sending you the, the winter information here on the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. and, Looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. I'm sorry I kept you long. Oh, my God, I kept you long. Oh, sorry. Not at all. Whenever the, whenever the, in, the conversation is interesting, I just go on and on and on, so I apologize. Uh, it's supposed to be a 20-minute, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve, no, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Well, Steve, have a great night. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll try to get you here on the show again uh, anytime that you that you'd like to be on. You got a new product or something you'd like to get out to the to our listeners? Uh, please, would love to have you on. Or if you want to uh, get a, uh, somebody else in your company um, uh, on the show, happy to do that as well. Wonderful. Thanks, Tony. Well, big Jeep wave and thanks goes out again to Steve Sasaki for taking the time to talk about Powertank.com and all the cool stuff that they're they're providing for us Jeepers and, and off-road enthusiasts. Tony, did he change your mind on on Powertank on a, on a compressed air tank? I know you're you're more of a compressor fan. At least you were initially. Are you coming around to the other side now? If I hadn't have spent so much money on the Gladiator, yes. <laughs> it was great hearing how he started from just the need for something he wanted to do for his Jeep. And then it, it just took off. I mean, it's obviously a great idea. Uh, you can fill up uh, so many tires so quickly. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, I wanted to know, well, what about people like me where you don't know where to go get it filled? And I had that question answered. So, you know, it's not a bad idea. It's just getting that initial, uh, pony up the, the initial price. They make great yeah. kits, and I know it's worth oh, no, it. I've, I've seen them in action yeah. uh, myself, used them myself. I, I don't oh, own a power tank, but... They are but, the yeah. power tank people. I mean, there's others out there, but you know, they are the first, and they are the best. No, I've seen a guy, he had it uh, compressed with, uh, was it nitrogen? Or it, not, not, not hydrogen, it was, it was nitrogen, and he was running uh, air tools off of it. Yep, because you can comp- you can put more nitrogen into one of those tanks than you can CO two or, or or compressed air. Oh wow! Uh, and so it actually can, can fit more pound of comp- more pounds of compressed gas than than you know any other uh, any other gas safely. I, I should say it is an inert gas, and and it can it, you know you you see the little green valve stems on people's tires. Those tires are filled with nitrogen. The you know the uh, molecules are bigger, but it can p- compress more or something like that. I don't, I don't know how it works, but uh, but yeah, running air tools off compressed nitrogen. 
I, I'm thinking that the thing you ought to fill it with is laughing gas because now with the the <laughs> you got you got horsepower additive and you got fun for a party after the the wheeling event. You know, could you see somebody sucking on I, a 37 I, I inch tire? Say, I will say <laughs> that automotive grade nitrogen, uh, nitrous oxide and and uh, uh, and medical nitrous oxide are two completely different formulas. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I would go for the the actual laughing gas then. <laughs> just just the pictures on social media where the, this guy's just all high and has the thirty seven inch tire in his lap. Jeep, but it's just <laughs> laughing his ass off in hysterics <laughs> with, yeah. a, with a hose <laughs> running up like, to his face. <laughs> we haven't even made it past the staging area yet. I know it's hilarious. <laughs> oh gee, I don't know where this stuff comes from. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have an idea for a guest, we'd like to hear hear it. Actually, we, we get uh, recommendations all the time. Uh, if you work in the off-road industry or maybe you know somebody who does, uh, even if not, you've gotten a suggestion of a company you would like to hear more from here on the show. Maybe even you, you yourself would like to be a guest here on the Jeep Talk Show. We're constantly talking about how everybody has a Jeep story, and, and they're all worth telling. We want to hear yours. So go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? It could be you. Hey, and coming up next week, Ken Terzitsky from TYRI Americas. Another great interview. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Jeep Mama's back, baby. Happy New Year, Tony, Josh, and Wendy. Here's wishing we all have a fabulous year. First, I wanted to thank you guys for your understanding and patience with me. Sometimes I think maybe I should change my name from Jeep Mama to Drama Mama. Now, I understand this podcast is about Jeep stuff, but over the past seven years, I feel like all of you are my family, not just Tony, Josh, and Wendy, but every person who is out there listening. I have met several of you over the past years. You have taken your time to drive many miles to meet me and wheel with me. That has always touched my heart. And many of you have reached out to me personally by sending me emails or messages. Some even have called me on the phone. So I believe I owe it to you to let you know what is up in my life. First, I am no longer with in Colorado or with Colorado 4x4, the Jeep Rescue League. When I was still in Colorado, I was slowly being pushed out of the business. I didn't realize that until after I left. I found a lot of clarity to my experience once I got out and away. I was able to see things more clearly once I removed those rose-colored glasses It was a hasty, emotional, and crazy exit. I was extremely devastated with the events that transpired. I was in love, and I gave so much, and the treatment I received was shocking. I invested my heart and soul, plus a lot of my time and my money, all of my money. All of my money I received from my my divorce, it was just under $30,000, and I lost it all. I'm ashamed and embarrassed of the whole experience. I feel like I should be on Dateline or they could make a stupid Lifetime movie out of my experience. I was played by a very manipulative person and sadly others were a part of the fallout and played as well and I'm so sorry. Now I'm in Minnesota with my family, my sisters, who are taking care of me and helping me to heal. 
I have no idea where I'll be going next. I only know for now I'm continuing to do what I love so much. And that is my YouTube channel, my blog, and this podcast. I'm also working to find a therapist so I can set some good boundaries so this doesn't happen again. My youngest son told me, Mom, you have bad taste in men. I think he's a pretty smart kid. First, I wanted to head to Moab and find a job out there, but the housing market is so very troubled there. So for now, I'm battling the freeze-your-face-off winters of Minnesota. So I've written my story of my experience in hopes to help others not to fall for the same manipulation I did, to be able to see what is happening right before their very eyes. I'm hoping to self-publish it on Amazon. We'll see. But in the meantime, Jeep Life with Jeep Mama is back. And next week, I'm going to share Jeep Mama's top 10. Yeah, Tony, 10 must visit (laughs) small towns in America. Oh, that's great. I'm so sorry that uh, you've gone through this, but it's not an unusual story. Uh, Many of us have uh, suffered divorce and uh, lack of knowledge about who we were picking to uh, trust with our emotions. So uh, it's something that uh, we go through. Fortunately for you, it just took a long time for you to get to this point. And uh, I think the the therapy thing is a great idea. When I went through uh, before my divorce and then uh, after the separation and stuff, uh, I, I did the therapy thing, and it really helped me. I mainly did not want to make the same mistake I made for the first time, and it was, uh, it was, it, it was all on me because I didn't have to be with that person, but uh, I chose to. So, And then my, uh, my, my boys had to, to suffer through that. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, the ex-wife is, is bad to the boys, but you know they didn't have a dad uh, with them every day. Uh, from the ages of like uh, three and four, I think. So uh, I, it wasn't what I envisioned. So it, it, if it just hurts me, that's one thing. But when it hurts the, the kids that you love, that's the other. So uh, good luck, and uh, we're looking forward to having you back on the show. Here, here. Well, hey, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. And don't forget, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. You definitely want to get in on that. You get the inside information of what's going in on the show, what's happening with uh, interviews and giveaways. That's right, giving stuff away. And, uh, well, you can get in on that first. Get the best chance to get that get that good stuff that we're giving away. And, of course, all the other stuff as well, like joining in on the Campfire Side Chat, hooking up with the Zoom Room, and uh, how to get on, on, the, on the roundtable discussion shows that we do every week as well. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you're going to find a link uh, to click and sign up for that newsletter. Don't worry, we don't spam you. Uh, we don't sell your information, none of that sort of stuff. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to get a friend to subscribe to the show, even if that means you do it for them behind their back without them knowing all that stuff. (laughs) And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Remember, it's not good form to use another man's tools, but get your nuts off with your own tool. (laughs) Podcasting since 2010.